0: And we are live. Welcome to episode two of Cheat Seats, the one and only sports podcast created by the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program here at Lake Grant High School. I got three really excited guests and my co-host here today with me, Blake Skibicki. So let's um, introduce the three guests in whatever order.
1: So uh, I'm, Jackson Be- I'm Jackson Bellinger. I'm a junior.
2: I'm Blake Skibicki. I'm
3: a junior. All right. I'm Ethan Hodge. I'm a senior. I'm eating uh, figi figgy bar. What is this called? Pig bar. Yeah. yeah and I'm
4: Dawson Walsh, I'm a junior.
0: And due to connection speed, if you're watching this where you can see us, you will not be able to see Dawson just due to um, technical difficulties. So here we only talk about sports. So one thing we talk about college at our college pro and high school sports. Um, Today, we got – this is going to be mainly football, NFL and college football. I want to start with a little bit more of a local team, her very own what I like to call the Detroit Disappointments. Um, I got that from Kobe Manzo last year. I stuck with it, the Detroit Disappointments. Um, They played Jacksonville this past weekend coming off a bye. What do you think we can expect to see in that game this weekend? A loss. I mean –
1: if we're going to be real i don't see them winning that much um the team you, i mean the coach with the players they just don't all seem to be on the same page it just seems like a big jumble right now in the organization um i don't see anybody working together um yeah i just don't see it happening
2: so i'm gonna say it loss i mean but the the jaguars are a, they're not too good of a team this year um I, I think it'll be a good game. I don't, I don't really think we'll win either. We can't close out games. Um, We'll get a lead. They'll come back. We'll lose, even though Jacksonville isn't even top, like, 15 team in the league.
3: I'm actually going to take the Lions on the, this weekend. I think Jacksonville's offense isn't stellar. I mean, I don't see them beating our defense – opposed to our offense beating their defense. I think it'll be 28-21 Lions get their get their W this weekend.
4: Yeah, those are now, some real oh, – sorry, go ahead, Dawson. Now Jacksonville is coming off a really bad loss last week to the Houston Texans. Houston's mm-hmm. not all that great. And looking at the teams Houston got blown out by, it. it's not good. You know, I think I'm with Ethan. I think the Lions will pull out of this one. They might – they might be rested up and ready to go, but it's Detroit. You never know. I
2: There's just pulled up. up. Yeah. I just up the three sp- minutes. I just pulled up the spread, and the Lions are predicted to win by three and a half. So yeah, the Lions, yeah. I just don't have confidence in them. I I mean, I could see them winning, but I just don't really think they will.
0: Yeah, I think the thing to point out about the Lions is throughout the first four games, they had one win. But who did they play? They played Green Bay, who's a Super Bowl contender. They played New Orleans, who up until the last couple weeks, and really against the Chargers Monday night, they haven't looked like the Saints team, but they're still a really good organization. Once they get Michael Thomas back, that's going to be a really good pass offense. And they've played the Bears, who – Frankly, they should have won. The defense was embarrassingly bad the second half, giving up that 23-6 to lead, and then they beat an Arizona, who they won because of the last second field goal by Matt Prater. So I really think Jacksonville – I think Gardner Minshew is going to show up. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think Jacksonville pulls away with this one. Um, Staying with the Detroit disappointments uh, – There's two people in the organization that are necessarily on hot seats right now. They go by the names of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. When do you think we could see them finally exit the organization and new people come in?
4: Probably at the end of the season. I don't see Detroit making really a big change. They're not really a playoff contender team as of right now, and they probably won't be this year. They're probably going to make the change at the end of the year for those players don't have to go through that midseason. Why even – why even try to make a change midseason when you're not even going to be playoff bound?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that. if you looked at Houston, they switched because although they were 0-4, they have a very good team. Deshaun Watson, um, everybody JJ else. On Watt. That, yeah, J.J. Watt. Yeah, J.J. Watt, everybody else on that team. They got a great roster. They just need some better coaching, and even though they're 0-4, they still got a chance. The Lions, they could cut whoever they want. There's no – chance they're going to make the playoffs even and I say they're just going to wait till the end of the year when these coaches are now free agents They're looking for a job and there'll be a wider more available market to find a a better suited coach for the Lions.
0: What are some coaches you think that the Lions could possibly be looking at to take over the job come the offseason?
1: I've not seen like any of these any of the coaches' contracts, but uh,
0: I could pull it up real quick. Um, let me. One guy I know um, I want to discuss off the top of my head, Rex Ryan. He's to coach the um, Buffalo Bills, who, by the way, got embarrassed by the Titans last night. That was an oh, ugly game. Oh, yeah. Horrible. But that's coming from a Bills fan, by the way, Blake. Anyway. Anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But um, Rex Ryan, he's coach. I just. I don't know. I don't see any one coach being able to come into this organization and turn it around. Looking at week five as Jackson pulls up some NFL coaches, there is some really good games. There is the Raiders Chiefs, Cardinals, oh, yeah. Rams beat Washington. The Ravens beat the Bengals. Um, we mentioned it. The Texans beat the Jaguars. The Dolphins went into San Francisco, embarrassed Jimmy Garoppolo in the first half. He was benched. The Browns beat the Colts. The Browns are four and one. The Browns are legitimate this year, by the way. Yes, correct. Seahawks. Seahawks beat the Vikings on Sunday night. The Saints beat the Chargers on Monday night. So, what game do you think defines a season the most out of the games we saw this past Sunday?
1: Uh, the Seahawks. I uh, uh, forgot who they played. Um,
0: Vikings. Minnesota. The Vikings.
1: They they barely got past a Minnesota team that has only one win, I believe. Yes. And uh, that proves to everybody that the Seahawks, no matter how good they look, they're still vulnerable to even the Vikings, the smaller teams. And uh, they showed some of their weaknesses, and yeah, they, they they looked they looked pretty vulnerable.
2: Sticking with that game, I think the Vikings actually looked really good. I mean, they're one in four. Um, but they they were they were a play away from beating, beating the Seahawks. They went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. Then uh, Russell Wilson went down on a drive, gave it to DK Metcalf, and they won the game. I think the Vikings are like a upset team; like they can really beat anyone, but at the same time, they can lose to anyone.
0: Yeah, I feel like once Minnesota figures out the quarterback situation, because I don't feel like Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like Kirk Cousins. He's at the point of his career where I don't feel like he's able to lead an NFL offense. We've seen that multiple times. We saw that against the Colts. Where did they even score points against the Colts this year? I can't remember. They might not have
3: barely anything, but
0: yeah, that offense barely did anything in Indianapolis. So I feel like Minnesota is going to be a team to keep an eye on when it comes to drafting time. Who are they going to take with? probably a top 10 pick.
3: We're gonna look at Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, for sure, depending yeah, on uh, injuries and yeah. whatever, but they're definitely the top two right now in the draft.
0: So um, we are officially over a quarter of the way through the NFL season. I want to start looking at February, Super Bowl. It's going to be in Tampa Bay. Which teams do you think we could possibly – or there's a very likely chance we could see when it comes down to Super Bowl Sunday?
1: Uh, i say a top four. Uh, Green Bay, they're undefeated. Aaron Rodgers is looking steaming hot. I'm, he's untouchable right now. Russell Wilson's looking good. The Seahawks are going to be another top four. The Titans also – Looking good, Derek Henry went crazy yesterday.
0: He and, uh, he made Josh Norman look like he was I don't know, not dude, a good he defender. Like he was like ten pounds, bro. He like him like a child, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he did.
1: Um, and then I think that the last spot is maybe Buffalo. Could be or no, no, wait, no, not Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City, my bad.
3: Buffalo too.
1: The Buffalo's up there though.
0: I'm I'm a Buffalo fan, but I'm seeing it differently. Who have the Bills beaten this year? They beat in the Raiders. They beat in the Rams, who it took a last second pass interference call by the referees. To this day I still don't see the pass interference. They beat in the Dolphins in Miami barely, by the way. Ryan Fitzpatrick almost came back in that game. They beat in the Jets, which if you don't beat the Jets this year, you're a bad team. Yeah. Let's be frank about it. The Jets, they will be lucky to win a game, in my opinion. So this game, Tuesday night football, having you can say what you want about the Bills. They had to make two separate game plans. Game plans okay. But the receivers did not help Allen at all. I just don't see the Bills being able to make a playoff run yet. They need to improve the pass rush on the defense.
2: I mean, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. The AFC East is really weak this year. Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. I mean, when Cam comes back, the Patriots will be good. But I think they'll for sure be in the playoffs, but I can't see them in the Super Bowl either.
4: You know, the AFC side of the Super Bowl, the playoffs is going to be very interesting. You got some franchises that haven't made playoff berth in years. Yeah. possibly in contention for the playoffs this year. So, you know, you got Kansas City up there in the top. But, you know, Kansas City losing to the Raiders here. You know, there's teams that smoke the Raiders that Kansas City, you know, oh, man, they got their work cut out for them, especially the Steelers. Steelers are looking pretty strong this year. Yes. They look Um, great. Especially coming off a really bad season last year, quick turnaround for the Steelers, having Roethlisberger back and all that. But, you know, it's going to be very interesting on the AFC side this year.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Dawson. The team that I kind of want to – the two teams I want to pay attention to are obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Jackson mentioned it, the Tennessee Titans. Hats off to them not being able to practice for two weeks. They looked phenomenal last night. Mm -hmm. They – executed their offense to perfection they made that buffalo defense honestly look like a college defense like i feel like tennessee remember they lost to the chiefs in the afc championship game last year i could easily see them being able to make it the way Tannehill and the way derrick henry are playing this season so far um, moving on from the NFL, let's move over to the college football. It has been announced there is officially two weeks until Big Ten football is officially back. I know, Ethan, as Ohio State fan, you are, you are very excited about that. Yes. Which teams do you think can make some noise in the Big Ten? Well, other than Ohio State. sorry, Sorry, Ethan.
3: Right now – Believe it or not, Michigan and Michigan State are, have very good rosters coming in. They have multiple four and five stars coming in from the 2021 class. And they have a lot of firepower. The question is, can they use that towards their offense? Because we know they both have defenses. I also think Iowa will be a top, top team to watch in the Big Ten. Iowa, yeah. Penn State. Yeah. Can't forget about them.
4: I think Minnesota might, you know, turn some heads this year. Coming out last year, they a really good record. Um, you know, couple big losses at the end, but you know they're playing Michigan week one. You know they might stun Michigan, but the team that might, that sorry, might. sorry, not go happen. ahead, Dawson. It's at Minnesota at seven thirty at night. So you got under the lights week one at Minnesota for Michigan. But you know, Michigan, you're gonna have to see. You got that new quarterback coming in this year because yeah, uh, Joe, Joe Millerton. Yeah, so. See if Harbaugh did his work over the summer, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, the team that I'm kind of looking forward to the most is Wisconsin. How is that offense going to be able to revamp after losing their workhorse, Jonathan Taylor? I really from what I saw from Wisconsin, I really didn't. They kind of reminded me of what the Titans were last year, where they had a decent pass game, but they relied heavily on the run. So I'm excited to see what Wisconsin can do without that run game, that without that workhorse who can carry it 20, 25 times a game in Jonathan Taylor. Um, Dawson, you must be looking at my notes because that's the next thing I wanted to bring up is Michigan football. How much of a hot seat do you think John Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh, not John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is on if his quarterback doesn't pan out, especially since he's supposedly supposed to be a quarterback guru at Michigan.
4: Well, he's been there for up, upwards to almost five years. Well, you had the first first couple years he was there, he they had McCaffrey on like the crosshairs, you know, oh, the next big quarterback to come to Michigan. He literally just transferred. So, I don't know, you know, she, the next big the big name coming to Michigan just transferred and, you know, yeah. yeah, Shea Patterson came into the realm when Ole Miss got in trouble and free transfers. But, you know, it's really going to decide this year, you know. milton has been there for about a year. He should year or two, he should be able to come into a Big Ten game and show some development. You know, he's been under Patterson, McCaffrey, you know, he's been in those situations a little bit in practice. He should be able to come out and show some real Michigan blood out there. And, you know, Patterson was really a he wasn't a pocket passer. He was more of run on his run, make big out of pocket guy, not like a like, Dobbin Peoples-Jones, you know, if people would get the ball to him, he would make some hurt. And Like, in Cleveland, they're using him in Cleveland a lot on punt returns and just some play-action plays. But Patterson wasn't a, you know, passing QB. And Middleton has that kind of stuff, pocket passer. He can do a lot on the run. You know, it might – it'll be interesting to see where he'll go.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with you, Dawson. I understand what you're saying, but I kind of want to take a second to look at John Jim Harbaugh. Why do I keep saying John? Jim Harbaugh's resume. He's beaten Michigan State what two, three times since he was there, but both mm-hmm. Michigan State teams that he's beaten, Michigan State had to win their last two games last year to even qualify for a bowl game. The other year they beat him, they were bad. They he hasn't beaten Ohio State at all. In the four or five years he's there, he, <laughs> he's hasn't, <also> <laughs> he hasn't been beaten Ohio State once. What's a Michigan's coach one goal? To be able to beat Ohio State. He's lost four bowl games in a row. He cannot win big games. So I'm not saying that Jim Harbaugh is a bad coach. He's 42-18 and 18 at Michigan. But when you need his team to show up, they seem to be un- they seem not to be there. They seem to be somewhere else. So I kind of see both sides of this argument, but I think that like Dawson said this year for Milton will be the deciding factor. If Harbaugh's there come 2021.
2: See the thing is though, everyone overhypes Michigan, not beating Ohio state, Ohio state in the last five years has lost six games. It's like, they're, they're supposed to win the game it's not like it's not like Michigan's the one seed and they're like the 15 Ohio State keeps on beating them it's like Ohio State's the one or two a year after year and Michigan's like 10 and they lose like it's a it's an expected loss which like and it's like Michigan has a program that like isn't used to losing but like if you look at it we haven't won a national championship and like it's been a while and everyone talks about like oh big 10 championship like it's not like something that happens year after year and it just like flipped around when he came here, everything went South. It's like, he's just continuing. I guess it's not going up, but at the same time, I think it probably will be his last year. If he doesn't at least only lose like one or two games. He it's to...
0: ca- Yeah. I feel like Hardball is in, he's not as hot of a seat as Patricia is for the lions, but he's kind of like in the same thing as the lions where The coaches in Michigan for the last 15, 20 years, they haven't been able to win. Kind of like the Lions, where the Lions haven't been able – what, the Lions have made two playoff games in our lifetime against the Seahawks, which they got embarrassed by, and then the Cowboys, which, let's be frank, they should have beat the Cowboys. But they would have been embarrassed by Green Bay in the next week. So I feel like Harbaugh is kind of in the same line as Patricia, where you said this, Blake, it's not going worse – but it's not getting any better. That's how I see Patricia, is Patricia's not a head coach, but it's not going worse for the Lions. But it's also not getting better. It's just kind of – it's staying stagnant right now.
2: The thing is, though, the Lions are, like, they're only winning, like, four games, where, like, Michigan's going, like, 10-2, 9-3 year after year. So it's, like, they're, like, still producing, like, top ten teams every single year, where – the Lions are, like, bottom of the league.
0: Yeah, that, that is a good point. Um, I kind of want to look ahead at next week um, for college football. One game I know the whole world is going to have their eye on. It's a Georgia-Alabama game, two 3-0 teams. It's at Alabama. What do you think we can see in that game? Is it going to be high scoring? What, what are you expecting for that game?
4: It's, it's going to be all Alabama. Because, you know, the last couple times Georgia went into Tuscaloosa, they came home empty-handed. And, you know, Alabama, they've been running scores up here recently. I think it's going to be all Alabama.
0: I want to turn your attention to something, Dawson. Yeah, you're right. Alabama can turn scoreboards. But let's look at the amount of points Georgia has scored. They scored 27 against Auburn. They scored 44 against Tennessee this past Saturday, and they scored 37 against Arkansas. So Georgia's played some really good teams. They're 3-0. They haven't and lost a game. I really think this is going to be a high-scoring shootout game. But like Dawson, I have Alabama coming out with the victory here.
3: I got Georgia on this one. They are playing out of their minds right now. I I, I started watching both of them. They were on about the same time. I'm watching Alabama, and they did not look like a top-five team, in my opinion. I'm sitting there watching, and there's constant uh, penalties, uh, offensive, so much stuff. And I watched Georgia, and they were run the ball, run the ball, pass the ball, touchdown, get on defense, three and out. And they were just controlling the game at all times. I got Georgia winning this game, not by much, but it'll be high-scoring. Laker –
0: Go ahead, Jackson. I mean,
1: I really couldn't tell you a winner because both these teams have been convincing in both ways, really. Um, but I feel like Nick Saban; he always finds a way to outcoach whoever the opposing team is. And uh, Saban, after watching them barely, uh, barely get by Ole Miss, they're they're a highly disciplined team under him. And they're going to have to make a statement against Georgia, and they're going to do that by beating them by
0: a convincing game. Okay. Well, that looks like everything we have to talk about here. Before we sign off, I want to give a shout out to Tommy Pham. He was unfortunately stabbed in San Diego over the weekend. He is in critical condition in a hospital in San Diego right now. And I want to give a shout out to Joe Morgan and his family. Joe, as everyone knows, or all baseball fans, I should say, know, he Probably the best second baseman of all time in MLB history. Played for the Big Red Machine. He's won multiple championships. He did Sunday night fo- or Sunday Night baseball for multiple years. He broke the color barrier for African-Americans on primetime baseball. Um, all of our prayers and thoughts are with the Morgan family from the WDBC family. Um, any other thoughts,
3: guys? Shout out to the Lakers. 2020 <laughs> champs, baby. Game yeah, six, all We will
0: um two weeks we'll have more and two weeks epi- episode three will come out. Hopefully we'll have the special guest on in episode three. We'll break down the Lakers heat series. We'll have more NBA to talk about. We'll have NHL and MLB to talk about, and hopefully we'll have some co- or high school football to talk about. The high school football players are starting soon. Um, I hope to get the co- coach of Lake Ryan football on really soon. So thank you guys for watching and listening to episode two. Go around and sign out one last time.
1: Uh,
2: I'm Jackson Bellinger. Like Scobiki
0: Toss Wolf and Ethan Hodge <laughs> thank you to all of my wonderful guests and my wonderful co-host Blake for being on today um, that's all we gotta say so we'll see you in episode 3 see you later guys thanks for having me Derek
2: thank
0: you. okay we're gonna stop